Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. We have quite a bit to get to today as I haven't been updating you guys since before the World Championships when I made my World Championships predictions. So I will have to look a bit back on that. I also have had a crazy busy couple of weeks with the, my official retirement from the national team, a, uh, the first league match of the season, a Danish Grand Prix tournament and some interesting things coming up. So without further ado, further ado I think we should just get into it. So the World Championships, which is now one and a half weeks ago, it ended. Uh, obviously a fantastic week and if you haven't watched it already, you guys should go and watch the uh, Badminton Experience episode that I did with Anas. Uh, we put it up last Wednesday if you want to hear our thoughts about all the results and all the stuff that, that went on. In this podcast, I will talk a bit more about the predictions I made um, before the tournament started. And as you guys know, I predicted the men's singles and the, or at least I tried to predict the men's singles and the mixed doubles event. Uh, I think I did fairly well, uh, but I also have to mention one other, other prediction I did, which uh, I didn't put here in the podcast. But uh, as you guys know, I was hired for Badminton Weekly, this weekly uh, magazine program that BWF does on YouTube. And to the people running that show, I said before the start of the week that Carolina Marin was going to be a dark horse in the uh, the women's singles. They should keep an eye out on her. So I think with her silver medal uh, run, I think that was a, a pretty decent prediction. If I should also like be a bit tough on myself, I don't think my predictions in the men's singles uh, were really that great. You would think since it is my main category that I would uh, I would know what's gonna happen there. But yeah, I predicted Victor to win gold. Uh, obviously, you guys know he didn't do that. I had Li Shifeng to make the semi-final. He had a very disappointing uh, tournament, losing to uh, Suwei Wang, uh, Wang Suwei from Chinese Taipei. I also had Shi Yuki from China making the final after beating Anas Antonsen in the semifinals. So at least I got that correct that Anas made the semifinals. He got a bronze medal, but it didn't really turn out the way I was uh, expecting. I must admit that I'm I'm really surprised actually to see that Kunlavitsan won the World Championships. I know he was uh, seeded three, so like on paper, it's not like a huge surprise. He also made the final last year, but. I think I was um, too influenced by watching his match at the Canada Open against Lakshya Sen, where I didn't really feel like he was, uh, he looked like a guy who was in shape or playing well or anything. Um, but I also just have to admit that maybe I put too much into that and uh, most likely he was just in a heavy training period. So that's why he wasn't at his best at that tournament because he had bigger things and bigger goals ahead. Cause no doubt, like he was very deserved world champion. He played so well the entire week. Uh, I think he was really disciplined throughout the week and uh, you saw that in the final as well, which was quite a marathon match. Uh, in in my opinion, a little bit boring, but uh, I understand why they ended up playing like they did. And it was definitely a, uh, a test of their patience and uh, their discipline throughout that match. And uh, yeah, in the end, uh, Kunlavut Vizitsan prevailed. 
but I must say I didn't really enjoy the final too much and I actually didn't look intensely uh, for the entire match because uh, yeah, I lost a little bit of interest when they started hitting all those uh, high clears to each other. But yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about the two guys because they just did whatever they thought was the right way to, to maximize the chances of winning. They tried their best to win. It was just a matter of the conditions and the two players playing styles that made it uh, a match that in my eyes was not uh, the most entertaining match to uh, to watch. In terms of my mixed doubles predictions, I will uh, give myself a little bit of credit for actually uh, saying before the tournament that I thought Seal and uh, Che was going to be a, a surprise package in the mixed doubles. I had tipped them to make the final win silver. Uh, I know they won gold, but I still uh, I will still give myself a little bit of credit for actually uh, saying that I thought they would beat both Dechipol Sapsile from Thailand and also uh, Watanabe and Higashino from uh, Japan. I was very surprised to see they won the final though. They were 9-0 down head-to-head against the, the Chinese pair Siwei and, and Yekyong. Uh, but yeah, what a tournament they had. I think uh, Che definitely played amazing, but yeah, to me, the, the real difference was uh, CEO. He really, he really took his level to a completely different, uh, a different height compared to uh, the past. And uh, yeah, he became double world champion. So won both the men's doubles and mixed doubles, which is, I think in 2023, a pretty unbelievable uh, feat. But yeah, amazing to see that it's possible to play two categories at the highest level um, and be very successful. It's, it's gonna be really interesting to follow uh, him in the uh, in the next few events in both uh, men's doubles and mixed doubles uh, already starting this week with uh, with China Open. So I would say like all in all I am I'm okay with my predictions but I would have liked to be a little bit more precise with the uh, with the men's singles one. The week at the World Championships was uh, a lot of fun for me. Um, as you guys know, I was there as a commentator and pundit and expert for Danish TV too. That was a lot of fun. But I think one of the uh, more interesting uh, things I did during the week was the uh, attending the World Coaching Conference. Uh, as I told you in a previous episode, I was going to be there to do like a live version of this podcast. So I had to on stage. Uh, interview Ra Kyung-min from Korea, former Olympic champion and, and world champion, and Christina Pedersen, former uh, yeah, Olympic silver medalist and uh, world championship silver medalist. Both of them also former world number one, so that was like a huge privilege for me to be on stage, uh, getting to, to talk to them quite a bit. And uh, as promised, I will get that interview uh, and put it up as uh, as a podcast for you guys as well i think it will be available actually also on bwf youtube i'm not too sure about that but they have promised me the uh, the audio from the session so that one is gonna uh, gonna come uh, yeah anytime soon as soon as i receive it from bwf i will uh, upload it uh, for you guys so you can uh, you can listen to it it was it was a fun experience and uh, a fun challenge for me and it was also very nice to meet uh, one of my patrons there mark uh, who came and uh, said hi afterwards. So uh, yeah, that, that was just uh, amazing. Other than that, I also had a small gig with the Badminton Weekly Show. Um, so I did the, uh, the, uh, the the recap show of the World uh, Championships, which uh, again was a lot of fun. This time it was recorded in person. Uh, the other two times I've been on Badminton Weekly, it's been recorded uh, via online interviews. And they already asked me if I can do it again uh, 
later this month actually so yeah i'm i'm positive they are happy with how i'm doing and i'm really enjoying it so i'm looking forward to be on that show uh, a bit more in the future as well let's get into some of the other things that's been going on for me over the past couple of weeks last week i had a big emotional day at the national center in denmark in in Bondu. On Wednesday, I had like my last official training as part of uh, of the system. So where I'm in like a support group where I can get like uh, funding and treatment and like where I'm part of the the Danish badminton system, if you can can uh, say it that way. Um, so they had like a uh, a small ceremony where the uh, the head of sports had a. Uh, held a very nice speech said some very nice uh, things they had made this uh, huge picture with uh, a poster with a lot of uh, different nice photos from uh, my entire career uh, there were a lot of people uh, there to say goodbye and thanks for my efforts and uh, and all this kind of stuff also a lot of uh, people from uh, the National Olympic Committee and yeah, a lot of people that I worked with in the past. So that was a really nice day, but also very, uh, very emotional. I wanted to like say thanks to everyone who showed up, but it was it was very difficult for me as uh, I was uh, yeah, getting very emotional. And uh, yeah, I am a very emotional guy, so it was very difficult for me to uh, to say any anything uh, that made any kind of sense because I was just uh, mainly trying to uh, to not cry too much while I was uh, talking. And it's not because I doubt that it's the right decision to stop or anything. Uh, I'm really ready for that and I'm 100% certain it is the right thing to stop uh, at the center. But it's just 18 years in the same place. Of course, there's a lot of like personal relations with uh, a lot of the people there. Um, that means a lot and I think for most people if you've been happy in a in the same workplace for 18 years Which this basically is for me like the National Training Center has been my workplace for 18 years uh, I think everyone would be a little bit emotional when you when you finish So even though I'm very excited for uh, for my future and everything uh, it was still like a very tough day and I also have to admit like It wasn't a day that I was really looking forward to I was more kind of looking forward to like getting getting it done so i didn't have to wonder too much about it anymore because i knew that it was going to affect me a lot emotionally and uh, it definitely did but i really really appreciate how much they uh, they made out of it like uh, yeah the speeches the gifts and uh, yeah all the people that showed up i really appreciated that and it, it meant a lot to me so it was a, it was a very nice uh, kind of sending off from the national center uh, it was also in some ways like a little bit weird in the sense that like on Thursday this week I will be there again as I have an arrangement or agreement with the coaches that I will be there every Thursday as a sparring so in that way I'm not like 100% done being at the National Center but I'm just 100% done being there as like an integral part of the uh, the setup I will only be there once a week as a uh, as a sparring player with uh, no real rights to get uh, yeah all the uh, all the support you can get if you're part of the uh, of the system but I think that's like an agreement that makes sense for uh, for both parties so like for me I will get some good sparring high quality sparring which will uh, help me keep my level high for all the league matches that I want to play and for uh, yeah, Bams and Denmark and the national team coaches it makes sense because I also bring in a lot of experience and also still a high level in terms of the way I can uh, I can be sparring with the players I also 
see it as a good option for me to like keep track on like how they do their training, like new exercises and stuff like that, uh, which I think I can use in the, in my work as a coach. Uh, I will also be sparring not only with the men's singles, but also a bit with the women's singles. So I think that's going to be interesting also to get maybe a little bit closer uh, to them and see how they, uh, how they do things. Last week also marked the, uh, the first match of the new Danish league season with my uh, club Vidor. We got promoted last year from the, the first division into the Badminton League, as we call it here in Denmark. Yeah, so yeah, the highest division. We started off with a match away from home against Hoibia, which is one of my former clubs. There's quite a few clubs in the league now that are my former clubs. But yeah, I played three years for Hoibia before I moved to, uh, to Vidor last season. And Hoibia is one of the, uh, the top contenders for the title. That's definitely not uh, our goal to be a top contender for the title. Uh, first of all, we just want to avoid uh, relegation, which I think is definitely uh, doable. Um, and yeah, if we uh, if we see it goes well, then maybe we can uh, we can also uh, yeah fight for some of the uh, the, the mid league spots. But first up. We just want to avoid relegation and uh, yeah, the match against Hoibia was not a match where we needed to kind of measure if that's possible or not because they have a, a much stronger team than we do on paper and we also had um, a couple of guys who could only play one match instead of two because of like injuries and sickness and we also uh, were missing uh, Matthias Thuy Jørgensen who is uh, yeah, one of our best doubles players so we were already struggling uh, leading up to the match, we had a quite... Uh, chaotic uh, build up as we were supposed to use our Indonesian second man singles called Andy Fadel Mohamed but like he got sick the day before uh, and uh, Julian Karaki who is now playing in the club uh, was supposed to be in India playing a league so he wasn't really able to play but then it ended up uh, that the Indian league was cancelled and all of a sudden he was in Belgium the day before the match and uh, was actually able to go and play. So he flew straight to Denmark after spending just a couple of days in India and actually won the first man singles against the uh, Yeah, I played the second man singles for that one. So we are so close in the Danish rankings, me and uh, Karaki, that we can decide on our own who plays first, who plays second. We thought the matchup was a little bit better if we played Karaki in first against Igor Coelho and me against uh, Karan uh, Raja Rajarajan from India in the second and yeah that ended up being a, uh, a good choice as we won the two men singles uh, which were actually the only two matches we uh, we won in the team match so we lost 7-2 but we could have well as well have lost 9-0 uh, with a bit of luck it could have been maybe 6-3 or even 5-4 as well uh, but I think like 7-2 is a result that, that both teams can actually be happy about I think the performance we gave was was very good we had a very tough first round where it, we didn't perform our best, we didn't have the best energy, but for the final six matches, everyone just gave everything. And we gave Hoibia some really uh, yeah, tough uh, competition. So I think if we can kind of keep that uh, way of performing for uh, the upcoming matches, I think we will definitely be able to, to reach our goal of uh, surviving in the, uh, the best league. I think we got a good start, which is not very often you can say that when you lose 7-2, but uh, we are very positive after the way we, uh, we started. Then during the weekend that we have just uh, had, so we played the league match on Thursday and then during the weekend I participated in a Danish Grand Prix tournament. So it's not a tournament that gives world ranking points, it's just a local Danish tournament. We have four Danish Grand Prix over the course of a season uh, and the eight best players in all the categories then qualify for like a Grand Prix uh, 
final event, kind of like the uh, the World Tour final. So kind of the same system, uh, just uh, like, of course, a much, much uh, smaller scale. Um, but yeah, the reason why I played that tournament uh, is that I have to play two Danish Grand Prix to be eligible to play the Danish Nationals. And as you know, I won the Nationals last year in men's singles for the first time. And I would like to try and defend my title or at least be there as a defending champion. So to be able to play at the Danish Nationals, I have to play two Danish Grand Prix. And this one was being played in Højbjerg. So since we were there on Thursday, I thought I might as well just stay there. Uh, and uh, yeah, participate in the tournament. Then I could also coach some of the players from uh, my club, Vidor. And uh, yeah, I brought my mom and uh, Vincent as well. So it was a nice uh, family trip. My wife was actually very close by for a big event with her horses as well. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun weekend. I didn't play men's singles, which I think was a good choice. I only played men's doubles with a guy called Sebastian Butop, uh, who's also on the, uh, the Vidor team. Um, and the reason for that is that I was a little bit afraid in terms of uh, yeah, how tough it would be on my body to play singles after a very tough fleet match uh, on Thursday and me not being in my best shape uh, as I have, uh, haven't done enough hard training over the past few months. Uh, I was uh, thinking it was a better idea to just play some doubles and uh, then hopefully slowly build up my uh, condition again so I can uh, maybe play singles in the uh, the next Grand Prix event instead. So when you play those Grand Prix events, if I'm good enough to win my matches, I would have to play two matches uh, two days in a row, which uh, would be yeah very tough with the condition I, I'm in right now. It's not a problem to play just one match. I can do that with no, no issues. Uh, I showed that against Karan in the team match as well. I won 21-18 in the third after more than an hour of play. So I can definitely play a full match, uh, but yeah, doing it more than once a day and, and several days in a row, I think that's a, a tall task for me at the moment. So yeah, that's why I played in men's doubles. We did well, we lost the uh, the semi-final against Jesper Toft and Andreas Sønergaard, who's a, a very, yeah, very decent uh, pair. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, there's a few situations where I'm uh, definitely uh, challenged in men's doubles, uh, especially around the, the whole entire service situation, both when I have to return, like this guy Jesper Toft, he has this spin serve, which is uh, yeah, pretty difficult for me to really control. Uh, but also when I'm serving myself, even though my serve was actually working pretty well uh, compared to what it can at, at times, uh, I, I have some, uh, some challenges uh, when, when people uh, challenge me at the net. Uh, it's, it's not the best part of my game, so I need to try and uh, maybe develop that a little bit now that I have a bit more time to, uh, to play some men's doubles. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a great weekend. And uh, yeah, now I've played one of the two Grand Prix that I need to play to uh, be eligible for the Danish championships. Final thing before I let all of you guys go is uh, like what's next for me. And on Friday, I am actually flying to France. Uh, so even though my international career uh, is almost over, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that actually, I will play Norwegian International Series in November as my final event. That is now uh, for, for sure or certain. Um, so yeah, I needed to remember to say, say that if you haven't hadn't seen that already. But anyway, yeah, so even though my international career is almost over, I will still be traveling a little bit as I have to go play these French league matches. And I will go for the first one uh, this weekend. So on Friday, I fly to Paris to play for my French club, uh, Chambly. It's a little uncertain uh, still who I will play against. We will uh, see 
during the weekend, but I'm definitely excited to go there and, uh, and play for the first time in the French league ever. And of course, next week uh, in my next podcast, I will uh, tell you guys all about how uh, that went and uh, yeah, how my experience was in, uh, in France. So right, guys and girls, I think that will be it for this episode. For the next one, I will answer a few uh, questions from my patrons. So if you guys have any questions on my patrons, please send me a message and uh, I will be ready to answer them. I already have a few that I didn't get to today, so I will take them uh, next time. And if anyone else wants to uh, become a patron and get all the uh, benefits you can from that, which includes live calls with me and and you can even also get feedback on your game, please go check out biddinghoos, uh, patreon.com slash biddinghoos. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for the support. I'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.